Welcome back to BU Bloom's podcast. This is Jessica, your mind strategist and creator of BU Bloom. For more information, visit us at bubloom.com. So one of the biggest areas that I work in as a hypnotherapist, especially with one-on-one clients, is the area of habit formation and challenging habits that are difficult to form. Otherwise, the client wouldn't come to see us, right? So they're coming for our specialty and area of guidance. And uh, being able to break the old habits that are just causing stress, causing health issues, um, not allowing the person to step into the identity of what they want to be in their image, in their mindset, in their view. And so what we help with is to change that into something that a person wants to feel instead. What is the identity that you wish to create? What are the habits that support that identity? So for example, let's say someone came in and said, you know, for my work, I travel a lot. I'm speaking all the time. I manage a large group of people and I have not been feeling my best. And I feel that it shows and I don't feel that confidence. I don't have the vigor or the vibrancy or energy and I'm struggling through that. Well, that's a great incentive to make the change. And so in order to support the role that that person does and to help them be successful in their career, that is the buy-in that they need to make that change. And so we begin with visuals and images and, um, and a list of what that person will gain as a result of making the change, whether it's in nutrition, exercise, diet, healthy habits, for example, that is a very difficult one for, for many people especially exercise. Some people are just exercise buffs and others truly struggle with making the time because they feel that their day is so busy. How do I find the time? Or I'm so task saturated that by the time I get home, I'm so tired. There is no time for me to work. So it's changing the associations that we have in our mindset about exercise Many people that have that belief system don't understand that exercise actually reinvigorates the body and the mind. It brings oxygen to the brain, energy through the body system, muscles, tissues, everything that it needs to regenerate and replenish. And that's why those who have good exercise regimens and live a healthy lifestyle, you'll see it. You see it in the physical body, how they feel, how much energy that they have how much access to uh, their higher cognitive functions, right? Because when you're exercising, you really are taking care not only of your body, but also your brain. As a mind strategist, I'm always pushing to nurture your brain very well. That is the command center of the body. And also you're nourishing the heart space, how your heart is pumping that blood. So if you start thinking about the physiological benefits on a deeper level, then I'll just lose weight or I just want to look good. For some, that's enough of a motivating factor. and We can use that. You can use images and visuals. You can put things in front of you of your goal weight, you know, uh, a picture of you in the past uh, or of, of someone that you'd like to model in terms of their body size and shape. Uh, But I find that the ones that make the profound change that lasts for quite a long time or for their lifestyle becomes their lifestyle because it is a, a change that affects your lifestyle is that they have a stronger buy in. 
So with the more challenging habits, get that stronger reason for why you want to make that change. Start with writing a list of all the benefits that you will gain as a result. So for example, one of my clients, for her, it was eating better. And she had a habit of at night um, just devouring the kitchen and when everyone was sleeping, bringing back uh, to to the sofa or to her bed um, cookies and ice cream and things of that nature. But she wouldn't do it during the daytime. And so for her, what seemed to work was her young daughter because her daughter wasn't asking her to make the change, but she felt this emotional connection that, oh my gosh, if I'm not around As my daughter gets older, I'm already an older mom. I want to be around for her. I want to see my grandchildren, see my daughter get married, see my daughter graduate college. And so we walk through those images together and those experiences, bringing all of her senses and we projected her into the future of what that looks like. And then walking her through her biggest trigger moments. What is the times that you're mostly triggered? Do you want to explore that? And we did deeper and deeper into the mind space to connect and to walk her through some of those triggers. And in those moments, some tools, positive tools that she could use to pause and make a better, healthier choice instead. And so what are we doing when we're using that imagery space is we're priming the mind to thrive. We're literally training and conditioning the brain to make better decisions. So she can say, okay, this is the thing, this is the food, this is the snack that usually causes me to react. So now we're making that negative association to it. Like, I don't want to be a reactor to eating. I want to have self-control. Oh, absolutely. We're going to work on that. And so noticing how, what causes that person to get up out of the bed to go, is it a stress trigger, right? There can be some anxious thoughts, right? ruminating thoughts. So identify what's happening before so we can address that. And then walking the person through wanting to grab for that thing because they're reacting. Now uh, something else could be happening that uh, that has silenced their ability to make a better decision, right? Because uh, you're operating from a more primal level. I just need to eat. I'm hangry. And making a decision to pause, whether it's through breath or doing something that the client decides. We want the client to make those decisions because they are highly suggestible to themselves. What could you do to cause you to pause? What can you do to cause you to pause in this moment? Go. And then that person says what it is, let's say. Okay, we're going to add that tool into your toolbox. That's what you're going to use. It could be something like I'll play music and dance to something that ignites my enthusiasm and motivation. I'll play Rocky if I have to, to say I can do all things. I I can break this bad habit and I will. Or it's a breath. Just in the simple act of breathing six long breaths in and out and slowing down the brain from being reactive will put you back in charge so that you can drive your mind and steer it where you want it to instead of the other way around. Now you'll take your energy from reactive mode to being a responder. Okay, so think of yourself as elevating from that primal mind into a conscious awareness of do I want to do this or not? And you can apply this to so many other things like exercise, like maybe what causes you not to want to exercise? Well, I'm always, I feel task saturated. I feel overwhelmed before I come home. So what can you do to break that feeling before you come home? I can sit in my car or before I enter my home, take, do some breathing, 
and know that that is over with. I've achieved what I needed to achieve and now I'm going to do something really great for me and I'm going to reinvigorate my body. And so then now you have that formal entry into a self-care space and you start putting positive associations to what you will gain as a result. So one of the visuals that I use with exercise that is seems to be connecting with my mind, I love the brain because it loves to operate in images and symbols and pictures. It's the language of the subconscious mind where we house our old habits, beliefs, associations. So we need to speak to it in the same way it understands. And so whenever something imagery comes in imagery comes up, we use that. It's potent for the client. They love it and they resonate with it. That's why the change can be so much more profound and many times even quick in our modality. And for me, the image that kept coming, kept coming up when I was doing the work on myself for exercise is Michelle Obama and her arms. Every time she presents, I always think of her arms and think, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. I, I just keep looking at those arms. So many of us have, I think, including Oprah. And, um, and so when I'm working out, I, I see those arms and I see myself presenting on stage. And when I do my speaking engagements and when I'm teaching or doing workshops, uh, I see those. I'm looking from the audience back at myself the way I would look at her. And I see those arms and I go, oh, that is completely possible and doable. And that is my goal. And then I see my heart beating in a different way, my organs functioning in a different way instead of being wrapped around in fat, being healthy and vibrant and feeling that light energy around them and their ability to flow when the organs and the body is in harmony, when it's getting the oxygen it needs, when it's getting the strength training it needs because I'm feeding it exercise. Now I have the buy-in. And I see my future and what that looks like. I can future pace and what the the efforts, the fruits of my labor gain me. There is the buy-in. And I have the emotional connection to it. So there's so many different tools we use. I don't want you to think one-size-fits-all approach because it doesn't work that way. Even down to the hypnotherapeutic techniques used and how I say them, what words I use, depends on the personality of the person and the key words of the person that are important to them. So you do that in cognitive training, um, cognitive dialogue, you know, when the person is just talking to you about what's important to them. So ask yourself, what is important to me? How do I wish to feel instead when I have this new habit? And instead of seeing the habit as something that's so challenging and difficult, start seeing the habit with positive associations. So adding positive words to it now, watching your dialogue instead of saying, I hate exercise. Exercise is so good for me. I love doing it because it takes care of me when I do it. Even if at first it's difficult and you're not, you're struggling with believing in it, just keep saying it over and over and then go and act on it. Like Nike says, just do it. So I have uh, another post Um, another episode in my podcast called boost motivation to get that thing done. And, uh, you need to remember this, that the move creates the mood. So motivation is so important in habit formation, especially challenging habits. So you need to move 
So whatever it is that that habit needs as a move, as an action to create, do that. Don't wait to be motivated to create that. You have to move to make the body start responding accordingly, accordingly with the physiological response that it needs to create motivation, right? Dopamine, serotonin, the chemicals that you need, they don't just show up. They show up because you actually made a move. Does that make sense? Even that alone can change this for you. So think about ways, what moves can I make to create motivation? What moves can I make to support this habit change? So let's take exercise again. Maybe instead of immediately hiring a trainer that might feel overwhelming, you start with power walking. I'm going to start moving my body, power walking. And every time or after every week of building my endurance, I'm going to push myself and then maybe a light jog or maybe adding weight as I walk, a backpack, whatever it is, but that you're slightly increasing the resistance. I want you to welcome resistance. I have said this before and it is so true. Resistance is a sign that you are close to breakthrough, push through because you're at that next marker. So if you push through that next resistance, the next set of of steps is going to feel easier and easier. Resistance might come up again, push through again, because you're close to breakthrough to the next level up and the next level up as you're elevating yourself to master this new habit. Repetition is key and don't go crazy. The mistake we make is that immediately we're doing it every single day. Now it depends on which habit you're forming. Obviously, if it's the habit of positive thinking, the habit of a growth mindset, you need to do that every day. But the body does like for exercise needs to um, rest in between as well. So, or, you know, you might have other ailments that we're not aware of that we need to consider, right? So just look at your week and start putting in a calendar when you're going to make that habit happen whatever that action is, that move is, and then have a backup plan. If it doesn't happen on Monday because I worked really late, it's going to happen on Tuesday as my backup, right? Or uh, I I will then instead hike instead of just power walk. I'm going to increase my endurance uh, and the challenge of the move. So that's how you start doing it because repetition is needed for the brain to say, oh, we recognize this new habit as a known. It is not on familiar territory. We're not going to resist resist it as strongly. We're not going to oppose you. We're going to join you in making this a part of our normal operating system. So that's how the brain works in accepting habits. That's why repetition is important. It's just literally to make it known to the brain for you to accept the change. So positive association is super important, you guys. So when you do something that is moving you closer to the goal or where where you're, you're supporting your goal, your brand new habit, I want you to celebrate it with another habit uh, of association, positive association. So when you achieve something or you do something really great, you know, you might, after you you, you do that exercise, you might say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to take a nice, beautiful bath and just relish in that I did do, do this. I made this happen. I'm going to make myself a beautiful, wonderful yummy, healthy meal. Um, I'm going to learn a new recipe that's going to fuel me and nourish me even more. There's a wonderful book about the foods that nourish your brain. Um, I'm going to find it. It's in my house somewhere. Um, in fact, I I need to um, highlight that as well because it's so powerful, but you can do research on as to what are the brain power foods, right? And start nourishing your, nourishing your brain after you exercise in that kind of way. Um, you can dance. <laughs> you can call somebody, tell a friend, I was able to do this. 
call a parent, mom, I was able to do this today. I'm so excited. I did it. You know, have a fun way of celebrating that you are stepping into your excellence. Uh, I literally talk to myself and high five myself and tell myself, great job, Jessica, you did it because I want my brain to associate to that activity, positive reward and positive emotions. And when you do that, you're lifting your positive emotions up anyway, through the heart space, which is connected to the brain, sends signals up there. And then that releases all of the wonderful reward energy feelings that we need through the rest of our body to be like, ah, that was good. I did it. So I do, um, Hope these tools can help you form your new habits. Again, there this is just a little portion of everything that we can use and the tools that we use to help you. Uh, if you have any specific questions that you'd like for me to address, feel free to reach out to me. I'm Jessica, your mind strategist. Be you bloom. I'll talk to you soon.